Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of State of the Market. No, not State of the Market. What are we doing? <laughs> it's Friday oh, Night Live. Friday Night Live. Let me go again. You go again, but hit us up with that rugby league tone first. Is that the one? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Oh, oh Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Short and sharp, yeah. Short episode today. Ladies and gentlemen, another Friday Night Live. I am Mark Fattori, joined by co-host Sean Floyd P. What are Thank we you, Mark. About today, Shawnee. Well, Mark, it's always a delight when it's you and I back in the cowboy room discussing <laughs> strategies, investments. I've got some great feedback from people that have watched some of our previous episodes together. Have, yes, uh, people have sort of sent me messages about you know, hey, I liked this part, I liked that part. So, words getting out there, even though producer Ryan, we're not actively marketing this segment, we're just sort of leaving it out there for you know the library per se. Um, in terms of what we're talking about today, coming back to the point, yeah. is the art of decision-making decision making. or the art of productive mm. decision-making that I would uh, like to decipher a little bit. So, um, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the topic in general um, on top of the fact that it is, it is a quite wide array of what could be dived into? I think uh, for me this topic is actually a good one. I like this one. Um, I think you can tell. As opposed to every other topic in the past. Yeah, I like every topic. I'm very biased towards our topics. But in all seriousness, I think this one is a really good one because I think it applies – put real estate to the side or anything that we work with professionally, just life in general, all right? Um, some of the best decisions ever can be made like that, all right? And they change your life for the better, for good. Uh, and some of the worst decisions as well can also be done within that same time frame. So I think it's, um, you know, the the left and the right brain scenario, the emotion against the logic, things like that. Um, I'm certainly not uh, – too familiar with it, to be fair, and which one is which. But I do know that you know we do make uh, different decisions depending on what type of brain side we favour and whatnot. I think um, you know, uh, I guess decision making, you know, with a deadline in place, a very hard deadline, um, you know, for anything you decide to do in life can be a super, super big advantage, depending on how you look at it. And I think again, like I said, it applies to everything in life, you know. And you emphasized a really important point there, Mark. You mentioned the word deadline. And mm. what I think is important about the word deadline is sometimes in life decisions, let's say non-business, non-property, non-commercial, um, life doesn't sort of knock on your door, drop you a, a mail in the post saying, here's mm. the deadline to make that decision on whether you're moving your house. Mm. You know, life doesn't say, here's the the deadline on what you're going to be doing to de or deciding to do with your super. Yeah. These are life decisions that we sort of decide, okay, I'll do them when maybe the time's right, maybe when the circumstances is right. We speak to a lot of our buyers that, um, you know, that magical day will never come where you have the perfect portfolio, a giant rainy day fund, mm. you love your job, your wife loves you a lot, and your kids are the happiest with you. That day doesn't exist where you've got yes. the job biggest emergency buffer in the world and the business is going good and your investments are going good and everyone around you loves you so much mm. that day unfortunately even though it, don't don't get me wrong those days do exist i'm sure everyone's had those lucky streaky days where they uh, they appear once in a while um they might last all of about four hours or they mm. might last all of about just a 24-hour blip in the yes. in the year yes it's it's where people blame or expect that to be the circumstances of decision-making. Mm. Although, 
let's let's try a little philosophical twist to the to the equation here. Yep. What if the right decision making led to that magical day, instead of waiting for the magical day like to make it. the right decisions? I what like are your thoughts it. on something like that? No, I think that's um, yeah, very well put, <laughs> and something that will certainly get the the audience thinking. That's for sure. In other news, JR Film Studios presents. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's you, you, again. You make a, a super super good point, mm. right? Uh, to to say the least, there where. Um, I, again, look, if we speak on our own experiences, you know, we can probably certainly say that, you know, fast decision making, whether it be ripping the band-aid off something and saying, right, I'm not going to go through that stress anymore or whether it be, you know, um, I got a vision of it, I'm going to do it and, and you go mm-hmm. and do it and it certainly doesn't turn out what you thought it was for the first five minutes but later on down the track with a bit more faith and, and persistence and whatnot, it actually starts turning into what you originally visualised and you go, wow, this is, um, yeah, this is this is all thanks to that moment in time where, where I made that decision. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was driving to work the other day, mm-hmm. driving to the office, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, at what point if you come from nothing uh, and, you know, you, you, you've got the vision board set up, you've got the milestones in place, you've got everything lined up to say, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to own X, Y, and Z, I'm going to do this and blah, 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 and have this magical life drawn out. But let's let's talk about it from a real estate perspective, just owning a portfolio of some sizable nature. All right. How do you get to that certain position without going through the struggle? Now, we're not here to talk about struggle or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I thought about it and I was like, well, this is a perfect time. Which is a great topic, by the way, for next week's discussion, Producer Ryan, if you want to make a note of that, that the struggle in between um, where you want to be versus where you are. Absolutely. That's a great topic to talk about next time. Let's note that down. So I guess what really dawned on me was the fact that it was like, okay, what we're going through now, just this very – moment in time with interest rates and the world's crumbling and everything's mm. doomsday. This is all part of it, right? Because if we don't push ourselves through these tougher times, we're really not going to go anywhere, right? Right. Forget forget whether markets go up or down and, and they're out of reach later on down the track. It's It's got to start somewhere, right? It's not an easy task. It's not an easy feat. And again, as they always say, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it, mm. which certainly makes sense but you know those brash decisions i mean i did one with you a couple of years ago right and it was probably one of the best decisions we made all right and that was in regards to an acquisition i made as well it was Mm. it was not really thought about it was just like you know what sean yeah i understand the concept bang let's go jump well well, i'd say i'd say that it was it was thought about from from the sense that there was a framework in place and there wasn't much thought given to question the framework. True. So the decision-making process in your element was True. a speedy one. Yes. And what you mentioned um, uh, a few phrases ago was that good decision-making sometimes is is quick decision-making. I had a previous mentor um, teach me that and, and he used to openly tell uh, investors the same concept is that good decision-making is timely decision-making. Mm. doesn't mean you rush into something. It means no. you, you do it in a timely manner. So it's like if, if you and I sit down today and we decide, okay, let's have a drink. We need to have a, a couple of properties in the next five years. Mm. But we execute that decision after 50 years. Mm. That's not timely decision-making. That's but right. it doesn't mean you do it this afternoon. Correct. But but elaborate on your story where you had mentioned that there was, there was not too much deliberation on something, but for the behind-the-scenes viewers, there was maybe a framework in place. You 100%. knew that there were your 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 book of clients going to that location, achieving certain mm. level of results. Mm. What followed that though was was unanticipated level yeah, of um, success in that that short span of time. Absolutely, and I think you're right. You you actually hit the nail on the head, Sean. Where 
um, let's say, for example, you do your research on things, whatever it may be in life. You do your research. There's a lot of information these days on anything in the world. Um, but let's say, for example, if we're looking at numbers, mm-hmm. right, and we're looking at a, a, an asset to buy, um, the numbers are X. This is what it's done in the last 12 months, five years, 10 years, whatever it is that you want to measure on. Um, they're not going to change. Mm. You can go to 50 different websites. They're still going to be the same numbers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, h- how much more can we draw out that that due diligence? Let's just say. All right. And and what more do we need to do? What who, who's living there? What's what's this? What's happening there? What's going on here? So on and so forth. Once you get that information, I mean, and if you are, um, you know, very. Uh, headstrong about saying right, I'm making this decision and, and that's it. Usually, you 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 absorb that information like that mm-hmm. as well. Because when you want to say, oh, let me digest, let me digest. I mean, we all know that that's just excuses, just to say, you know, I was never going to execute anytime soon True. anyway. True. Digesting, don't get me wrong, in regards True. to information, still needs to be done. But if you tell me, Mark, invest into an area over here because there's 10 percent growth and you're going to get a five percent rental yield, I'm going to say, okay, well, I'll have a look at one or two articles online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean was right. Okay. I'm not going to wait any longer. If it mm. means it makes financial sense for me, I'm going to take it. And that's probably, you know, going back to your framework, is that saying the framework shouldn't need to be longer than a short period of time, yeah. depending on what it is, of course. Yeah. And I think um, I think that that muscle memory you have of decision-making from, from your personal angle, my personal angle, people that are, let's say, have experienced in being in that position time and again, mm. it's it's almost – it's almost tough for people to fathom this if they've never done it before. And the reason I say it is uh, I've always believed that human beings at the end of the day still Mm. make decisions emotionally, but they use the logic to rationalize the conclusion of it. (laughs) For example, the logic at Mm. the end of the day is, oh, the statistics were great. Mm. When you really get down to the nitty-gritty of things, it's, yeah, my friend, did it so I did it as well, <laughs> and and why did that decision happen was because there was trust from mm. one party to another party. Yeah. Why do most people buy from certain real estate professionals is because they trust that person. Mm. They trust that person's intentions. Let's say the framework's nine out of ten, but the trust is ten out of ten. The deal's going to happen. Yep. So I think this is something where decision making overall can become muscle memory where it should be made on logic. Mm. But at the end of the day, if it's your first ever time doing something in, let's say, the real estate space or buying your own home, it's almost always, I'd say, tilted to that that emotional versus mm. logical. It's tilted it more really to the is. emotional side. Absolutely. And everyone's got a weapon of logic to to battle up when the questions come up going, why mm. this house, why not that house? Mm. Oh, because this one was close to the station. Great, Mr. Client. How many times do you use the station every week? Zero. You get what I mean, producer Ryan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Without trying to be comical. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. And then, and then, you know what the best thing about human beings is? When they've made an emotional decision that they resonate with, your brain will find logical reasons to combat the mm. questioning. So we would say, sorry, we would say yep. um, uh, trust is, is a logical move. Ooh, very interesting topic. Yes, this yes. is this is hitting a heartstring here. I mean, is it? Is it not? Because I don't think it is. Correct. All right. Correct. I think we're on the same page there. Correct, so yeah. I think we can both agree that trust is certainly an emotional driven decision. Sure. Right. Compared but, to the amount of logic involved. Yes. Because how many people have trusted someone in the past and maybe trusted them for years, decades, and then they did them dirty? Sure. Sure. Well, maybe they didn't do them dirty in the person that they trust's eyes. 
but in their own eyes, they saw it and they go, well, he did me dirty. And he's going, oh, I didn't do anyone dirty. Absolutely. I did what I needed to do from a logical standpoint. Right? <laughs> so true. This so, is a good, uh, a good sort of, uh, I'd say this is the, um, the, these are the slight nuances within the decision making world. Mm. The effect of trust and whether that is logic or emotion. Mm. How much of trust do you think is actually logic though? And we can yeah. play this from a from yeah. a biological perspective. Mm. Okay, let's say we find a a stray dog on the street. You and I. Yep. What do we do? It, let's say we we see battle scars on it, so it knows it's a bit afraid. You approach mm. close by, and it gets all aggressive. Mm. So you walk away. You give it its space. You don't crowd over it. You give it a little bit of water. It tries water first. Then you give it a little bit of food. Mm. It doesn't trust you, but it eats the food. Then it gets comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. What are our intentions behind the scenes? Let's say we wanted to sell that dog off to a dog trade, just for example's sake. Yeah. What does the dog see is going, I trust this person because Correct. the logic is telling me step A is he gave me shelter, yep. gave me water, yep. now he's giving me a little bit of tuna. I like, I like. So mm. there's this whole world of we're still using logical steps when it comes to trust. Mm. Let's say you introduce me to someone for a commercial buying asset. And I automatically trust enough to deal with that situation with a certain level of importance because I trust you. Mm. But it doesn't mean I have logic to trust that person apart from the fact that there's a connection, right? Correct. Correct. And I think even if we if we look at our book of clients as an example, everyone there is all trustworthy mm -hmm. of our decision-making for them, uh, number one. But number two, the relationships that we've developed with them, every single one of them individually, is fantastic. Even the ones that we didn't get along with mm. had still walked away, shook hands. Everyone said, yeah, you know what? We're not meant to be friends, but that's okay. You're not a bad person. Neither are you, right? Mm. And, that, and that was great. And it's good to see that because, again, you know, we can all walk away from, a, let's say, a, an argument and say, hey, you know, they're not my cup of tea, but they're not a non-trustworthy person, right? They can see the intent there is was, was genuine the whole time. And I think that's, um, you know, again, Going like going back to the to the topic as well, like you know, making decisions as well, and 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 trust, all of that logic or, or or trust or understanding, due diligence, however you may call it, really does need to be a, a, an upfront exercise um, within your own time, and you'll never be able to ask someone. I can't ask producer Ryan, do I trust Sean? I need to get that from going out with Sean and uh, having a, a connection. I need to have um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, interactions, right? I need to have interactions with you, business, personal, whatever they may be, to go, yes, I trust Sean, right? And that's the same with, I mean, how many people come to us and go, I got referred by a friend and mm. blah, 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 and whether they want to work with us or not is a completely different story. But let's say nine times out of ten, they usually do, mm -hmm. right, because that, that trust has already been instilled from day one. They've already done their due diligence on us. They've already looked at us on LinkedIn and checked out the profiles and see who's who in the zoo and whatnot. But, you know, that's how I think, you know, again, bringing it back to topic, you know, when it comes to decision-making, we need to act because we do it uh, without even recognizing in everyday things that we get around with. I think we do. I think we do. And that's why um, that's why brands understand decision-making. You're not going to question mm. a CBA when a loan is approved to go, yeah. is that loan legitimate? Yeah. Are those funds going to be available? All I see is a letter. Mm. How do I know those funds are going to be available for yeah. me? Yep. You know, that's very true. And and producer Ryan, at the end of the day, there's a question: Do you believe humanity is inherently good? Nice, good response. What about you, Mark? Yes, inherently. Say yes. Nice. I think. I think. Look, to be fair, no, no one ever. You got to look at a baby when it's first born. And by the way, guys, Keshav has had a baby boy. 
Congratulations. Congratulations to Cash. That's amazing so news. When this airs, it may be the same week or the week after, but uh, you guys will know about it. So if you are in contact with Cash uh, or have been in the past, give him a message and congratulate him. Send the love and the hugs, guys. And send me the champers. Oh, please. <laughs> um, but look, I think going back to what I was going to say is, yeah. you know, if you look at a baby at birth, there's zero understanding of the world. Doesn't know what right and wrong is. You know, doesn't understand what trust is, doesn't understand what making a logical decision is either. Sure. So I think, you know, when we look at, let's say, the human race, if we're, we're going down that path at the moment, you know, are we, and I guess your, your question going back to it was, are we trustworthy essentially? Are we inherently good? Good. I trustworthy, think we are. sure. Yes. I think inherently. We are. I think we are. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and of course, like I know the, I know the world we live in mm. is built on a set of constructs that is very tough to adhere to being good. Yep. For example, Corporate culture, profit driving, cut out, you know, the families that are un- unneeded, replace them with robots. It's a business decision. Yep. But is a human inherently good where they see a baby stranded in the forest and no one's there looking after them? Mm-hmm. Would we inherently feel that need to go and look after them and provide, even if it meant our own life's in danger? I believe that more of us than not mm-hmm. are. And there's something that happens in life when you – you take that mentality forward, which is like you mentioned, you know, we might not get along with someone, but we have a cup of tea and we don't talk down their trustworthiness. We just say mm-hmm. that it's not our cup of tea, but uh, we re- like and respect you as a person and we wish you all the best all the time. Mm-hmm. When that comes out genuinely, I feel that there's still more people that wish that way than, than not. Even though we see bitter things, we're hammered with bitter things on the media, wrong mm-hmm. stories, bad publicity, bad examples of companies, bad examples of human beings. Mm. Um, but if you operate with the form of thought, it almost makes every day that little bit more fulfilling. Mm. And it's funny how all these topics we speak yep. boil down to a, a almost a philosophical discussion at the end of the day, which is really strange. Uh, today's suggestion was producer Ryan's. Um, but the art of decision-making, yeah, I think it boils down to because decision-making would be made differently mm. if if that that belief on the inherent question I asked was the other way around. Mm. Don't you think? I agree. No, I agree. I think you've uh, you've hit the nail on the head there uh, pretty much. The whole conversation, you've, you've really hit the nail on the head, Sean, to be honest. And I think that's why, you know, again, as, as humans, we, we really do convolute our own brain uh, up front before doing anything. You know, I, I can be from time to time, I'm sure you can, everyone can, right? You know, there's there's periods of our life where we complicate things so much. And I think it's uh, – oh, there was a book I was reading some while ago. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll think about it and we'll put it in as a link mm-hmm. uh, in the comments. But talking about how the human race, you know, we find ourselves sometimes on a very uh, nice, open, flat plane. We feel good, comfortable with life and then – Automatically, the brain switches and says, "I need to create drama." You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> if you've been in relationships, it's a common playing ground, right? Yeah. Things are good for three days. Oof, that's three days too long. <laughs> but yeah, all you guys laughing at home know exactly what I mean too. So yeah. laugh out loud, you know the boys. But they'll so, pretend not to laugh if the partners yeah, if are watching the, the podcast are, yeah. as well. We I don't it. know what it's like. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's the truth, right? We 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 go out of our way mentally, without or, or subconsciously, without even yeah. realizing to just like explode things and, and create that drum because we we do need something like like the uh, you you put a dog in a, in a sheep yard. Mm-hmm. It's it's not killing the sheep. Because it's it's hungry, it's killing it for fun. Sure, know, sure. Creating that drama. So 
I think we do that. And, and again, bringing it back to making decisions, you know, if we can bypass that and be self-conscious of the fact that our body naturally sometimes wants to complicate things, try to simplify it when we're making a decision. Now, I think that'll make it a quick wrap for today. Absolutely. We'll a, a short was, and sharp one. We like doing them. Absolutely. That was beautiful. We do have a round robin. Do we? We do. Do, do we? we? I don't know. Do we? Actually, the round robin today was covered within the podcast. Is do we believe humanity is inherently good? And the answer was yes, yes, yes. Tres, yes, so amigos. Yes. That was yes. a big round robin. 20 minute round robin. Yeah, pretty I much. Like it. Well, that'll leave us for this week. Thank you very much for your time, guys. Uh, again, congratulate Kesh if you deal with him or have dealt with him in the past. He has had a beautiful, healthy baby boy this week. And uh, we look forward to seeing you probably next week, same time. Au revoir. Ciao.